Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just yammer on about fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but show up ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And in this episode, we will take you into the star-crossed world of astrology. Uh, astronomy, right? No, astrology. Wait, ape taxonomy? No, no, no. Astrolopithecus. <laughs> you wish. Well, for those of us who have been living under a rock in the Burgess Shale and never heard of astrology, what is it? Well, astrology covers many belief systems with one central theme, that our actions, personalities, and life events are shaped, influenced, and destined by the stars. Oh, so like, which stars? Like David Brent? He doesn't go back that far. No, I'm okay. talking about the stars in the sky. I know we live in Los Angeles, so we don't get to see them too often. <laughs> we see the other stars more. Okay, okay, okay. Astrology. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's like the stuff that's in the newspaper. It's so confusingly named because well-meaning people will confuse astrology and astronomy. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll have to stop myself and make sure I'm saying the right thing. If right. you say both in, in a sentence, So let's, let's try to get through this podcast without <laughs> mixing it up. Without saying we'll see how we can do. So I know that astrology dates really far back in human history, well before Christ, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, because the wise men used astrology to find Christ. Oh, right? how so, Roth? Because there were wise men in the east, and they read the signs in the heavens, and they followed them to where Jesus was. But the point I always took away from this was that Christians were telling me how bad astrology was, and yet the uh, wise men correctly used it to reach Jesus. Well, it could be predictive and real and still be evil. It's an important and positive part of the Christ narrative. Well, so is Pontius Pilate, but he's still an a-hole. I don't know where, how I'm going to wash here. my hands of this whole thing, <laughs> and uh, let's move on. Anyway, most Westerners are probably used to the tropical zodiac. That's where I'm a Cancer, because I was born on July 13th, and that's what most horoscopes... Wait, wait, jeez, you're supposed to let me ask your sign. Oh, sure. Carrie... <clears throat> I'm drinking this beer at this bar. Oh, hello, small David Duchovny. Hello there, <laughs> tall Amazonian woman <laughs> with long blonde hair. Tell me, what is your sign? Oh, it's it's funny you should ask. Um, it's cancer, but I also have the disease. Oh, well, I guess I should buy you a drink. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is cancer. What's yours, Ross? I am a Leo. A Leo. It's my time lion. of the year right now. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. Welcome yeah. to the land of the ooh, Leos. Ooh, 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 ooh. Your birthday's this month. That's right. It's All our up. listeners should Three go days. on the Facebooks and, oh, yeah. So, wait, what day is that? August. August 6th. August 6th. An important all... day to Raelians. Indeed. <laughs> our Facebook fans should all go and wish you happy birthday on the 6th. That would be awesome. But anyway, that's not the that. point here, Ross. That's not the point. The point is that all those horoscopes you see in the paper are based on the, the tropical zodiac. Um, yes, that is what is known to Westerners. But um, there are a whole bunch of traditions, astrological traditions around the world, from the the east and the west and the north and the south, like the famous <laughs> the famous North Pole zodiac. <laughs> I was just going to make some joke about the uh, the Antarctic. Oh yeah, wait, ooh, if you're born on the North Pole. Oh yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? The sun is going to be all fucked up all the, up there. And um, famously, the tropical zodiac is off by a sign now, right? Right. When it was originally formulated, all the signs were shifted one over. So the sun would rise at that time of year under that particular constellation. Mm -hmm. But now over time, they've all moved. So I think what is traditionally Leo, at that time, the sun is actually rising under Cancer. Ah, uh, okay. And so I think it's sidereal astronomy that takes that into account. And we'll get to uh, one of my astrological experiences that you haven't heard yet. I know. I'm so excited. But that person used a system called Austerian Astrology, and he, too, accounted for that. Austerian? Austerian. There's so many kinds of astrology. There I are mean, so many. I felt out of depth on this. We went to our first reading, and I just knew so little about astrology. And so all these terms are coming up, and all mm -hmm. these signs and these symbols, I don't know what they mean, and there's all these special words and vocabulary. And so I thought, oh, I really need to study up on this. So really, it's kind of partly that. We wanted to get more astrology experience before going forward with the podcast. That's kind of why we're 
recording now, but also we were busy in the month of July. Huh? Oh, we sure were. We went to the amazing meeting. The amazing, amazing meeting. meeting. Amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. We met some of our listeners, which was awesome, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to test out this whole system of astrology, where did we go? Well, we went to our old friends at the Psychic Eye. Yes, we did. They are our mainstay. They're, it's a good source of uh, various readers. And yeah, so we went for an astrology reading. I have to say, if you live in the San Fernando Valley of Southern California, you really should check out the Psychic Eye. You can get a pretty cheap reading. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. And a variety of readers. They bring in like a wide range of experts right. uh, in these various subjects. Yeah. So assuming that you don't have an addictive personality and you're not going to get addicted to giving them your money, it's a fun time. It's a fun way to spend half an hour. Are you making some comment about us? Because we've gone there quite a bit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I was just thinking of our pocket drainer value when we talked about psychics and how one of the dangers is that people get addicted to them. Oh, But gotcha. anyway. So I called ahead and asked uh, if they had an astrologer who could do a reading for each of us. And what did the that head we could say? Watch. And what? You said you called ahead. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I see. So the head said there's one person who can do astrological readings for you at the time that you need to do them. Okay. And that she would let a friend come and watch. And you're my friend. Yes. So your charts aligned. And speaking of charts... The person on the phone said, do you want to pay $3 extra to get your chart? It makes your reading much more accurate. And I said, well, yes, I do. <laughs> no, I just wanted to go blind. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Top of her head. So I gave them my date and time of birth. So I said July 13th, 1983. That's mm -hmm. right, people. I'm 29. And 3 o'clock p.m. Is that exact? I that was, one exact. I was pretty sure. I wasn't positive. I knew it was around 3 p.m. And that's what I told them. Okay. And then I had you call back to give them your birthday yeah. and time. And they were ready for me. Oh, you must be Ross. Ooh. Yes. But that's what I say when you enter a room. <laughs> Indeed. So they printed them up. We're looking at them here. They're very complex, aren't they? Yes. And as you can see, I've added extra notation to mine just to help me understand oh, some of this stuff. you would. It's on a separate layer here, see? But we'll, Fancy. um, we'll, we'll, I was going to say we'll fax these. We'll fax these to all our listeners. <laughs> we'll, we'll scan these send for us, you. Send us your number. We'll send it to you by fax. <laughs> we'll scan these for you. And you can take a look on facebook.com forward slash on rack. Yeah, you can see our detailed natal charts. Yes, which which means that we live on the high seas on the Sea Org. No? That would be a naval chart. Oh, right. So we went and saw this woman named Clarice, or we're calling her Clarice. Hello, and, Clarice. Hello. <laughs> and uh, it was a very good impression on my part. Hello. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello, you're very frightening. So like, just like Jodie Foster. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> and she actually suggested that I record, which was very exciting, which means that we can share some of the audio with you guys. Yeah, fantastic. And she did a different system of astrology. She didn't do the standard Western kind. She insisted that she is a classical, traditional astrologer, not a modern. Okay, because I'm what's called a classical, traditional astrologer. Oh, okay. Not one of the, the moderns. Their interpretation is, is different. <laughs> I didn't. That was that was her terminology. I see. But yes, and, she she went into great length about you know like the history of astrology and how it came out of you know farming and said that she's not into all this new stuff. Now, I, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at the name, but uh, classical traditional, I mean, could cover so many things right. from so many different. But she felt that this like harkened back to the origin of astronomical. Okay. Re all right. Well, or, or, I'm sorry. Enough. Here, I did it. Astrological research. Oh, already. Oh. Oh, I already said astronomical. <laughs> and and I thought that was particularly interesting because in her chart, she's making use of Pluto and Uranus and Neptune, which weren't discovered till 1930, uh. out of order like 1716 and 1846, respectively. <laughs> so those can't be too yeah, traditional. Yeah, how classical can we get? Yeah. Those, those aren't too classical traditional, but oh well. True, but, and Pluto... You know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I even asked her about that and, and uh, I said, you know, oh, so that's still considered a planet in astrology? She's like, yeah, I know about those scientists. <laughs> <laughs> adorable. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, she was adorable. She was really cute. Yeah, she was sweet. And she said that all the other systems of astrology are bunk. 
pretty right. much just go to her. You know what? And I've kind of detected this as a theme amongst astrologers that mm-hmm. they all kind of talk shit about each other. Uh-huh. You know, like, oh, they don't even know what they're talking about. They're using this house and blah, blah, blah. And, and this one right. is far more accurate. And I think it's an easy way to discount any other readings that you've had. And, and, and it could be genuine, too. Maybe. If you learn your system and you see that someone else's is totally different. Yes, yeah, she was. Uh, well, you got there first. I like, did. just a few minutes before <laughs> I did. We were texting. I did. And I know. And yeah, what happened there? <laughs> So I got there like at 7 p.m. and you weren't quite there. It's like 7:03. I got yeah, there. and but she came forward and I said, "Oh, my friend is is coming in. Can you join us?" And she said, "Well, yes, but let's start." And I was like, "Oh, I'd like to. I'd like my friend to see the whole thing." And she's like, "Well, we'll let him back." And mm-hmm. then she let me into the back, and then she totally wouldn't bring you back there for many minutes. And then they were, like, calling her, and she was, like, dismissing uh-huh. them. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was in there, and she's like, we'll get him, we'll get him. I'm sure so that's your friend. I finally wandered back there and found where you were. Like, I recognized your voice. Right. And, and you were eavesdropping. I was dropping eaves. So, yeah, she did, like, a reading on me where we talked about the classic things. Everyone talks about work and love and health and money, right? Yeah, those and when are you're, big categories. Right, when you're in your 20s, I guess you don't even think to ask about health i didn't even think of it oh right but, <laughs> yeah that didn't come up in my reading either we talked about my work she said that at the beginning of august i was going to hit this big change cycle that is good there's going to be a lot of changes in my life for the next few years and they're going to be welcome changes and i'm going to start noticing it like next month and then she named some very grand things that are going to happen in my life like all my creative work is going to take off and I'm going to meet the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life right I think the love of your life you were going to find somewhere a year out from May 20th and that's already passed so yeah start counting down so so gentlemen (laughs) now is your chance right in yeah we talked about that and we talked about how I'm going to come into all this money and one of the things that I thought was pretty good a pretty good hit was that she said I was creative I'm sure everyone thinks they're creative <laughs> so whatever but that I was creative and that I should work particularly in communication yeah and, and my title is director of communications though I listened through the tape you provided mm. the tape for me yeah you did you did tell her early on that you work in communications before she said that yeah. oh well there you go <laughs> yes all right, so there's a great focus, meaning career-wise, what you could be doing, should be doing in the world of money. What do you do for a living now? Um, I work in nonprofit. I'm the director of communications for a science nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless you for doing that. Thanks. So what is that called? That is called confirmation bias, uh, forgetting what you've said. Uh, <laughs> sure, or cold reading. Right? Cold. Oh, yeah, so, sure. It's a cold reading technique. Right. So cold reading is when the person sitting provides the information, forgets that they provided it, right. and then the... It's fed back later and attributed to them. Right, right. Well, Sometimes even without them doing anything. Uh, okay. Well, great to hear. I'm glad that it was my own brain doing the screwing up. So, yeah. So she told me that I should work in communication, um, that I'm very creative, and then she said that that was evident in where my some house was and she gestured at this chart that I'm looking at now and I couldn't tell you where the fuck it was. Okay, yeah. That's the first house right there. Second, third. Okay, I'm looking at Ross points around a chart. 10th, 11th, 12th. And this represents the cycle of your life, of rebirth, of life and death. And each house has like a specific meaning. And we should say mine is distinctly what northwest loaded. Yes. Right, yeah. There's nothing in the uh, southeast. Yeah. Nothing so, in Florida on, I am, <laughs> on your start chart. There are strong things in my personality toward the northwest quadrant, but who knows what that means. We're, as I'm all in the bottom half. That'll come that's, up later. Oh, that's why we're such a good team, Ross. Okay, so then she <laughs> called you in, and I got to sit and watch yours. Yeah, so I sat at the table, and we were still recording. You took a couple pictures. Maybe we should describe her a bit. A I little... don't remember what she looked like at all. She She's had a very like ruddy complexion. Oh, okay. She was not like an orb. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's incorrect. You know, maybe ever so slightly overweight and um, kind of middle-aged woman. Brown hair. Oh, brown hair. That's why I remember her. (laughs) Not my type. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so I sat down with her and yeah, she immediately said like, because I'd given a very specific date because I know my mom used to tell me all the time I was born at 4.03 in the morning. I knew the exact place I was born. And, uh, yeah, that was on August 6th, 1982, so I'm about to turn 30. Yay! Happy birthday! Yay! Thank you. Uh, She immediately made the caveat, and she said this a number of times when she was about to make some kind of statement. She would say, assuming all of this is true. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so assuming oh, right. this is accurate. So I thought that was kind of nice. She was putting in that little nod too. you know, assuming this is accurate. You know, this could be slightly off. Right. Well, yeah. And especially if, if you, you gave me the wrong information. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is fair. Yeah, absolutely. If you give a doctor the wrong information about your health history, they won't give you the right predictive instructions. Either. Exactly. So I uh, can't fault her for that. So she had jumped in right away saying that uh, I can see right away you're a very strong Leo. Leo is the sun and uh, it means creative expression. And so she was saying that I should work in the creative or performing arts okay that's a hit right off the bat yeah i do i work in animation okay mm-hmm. and, and you do this podcast and i do this podcast right and so she was saying that my leo nature makes me a very showy and she was pointing to some other signs here that were kind of uh, buttressing that aspect of mm-hmm. my personality saying that you want to be the center of attention and i thought well okay yeah that, i mean that all plays out pretty accurately and she was saying are you an actor well, no, but I find ways to uh, to perform, so mm-hmm. sure. Okay, that's a hit. At this point, I was thinking, should I say, oh, yeah, he hosts a podcast? <laughs> Were you thinking about that, too? I, I was, yeah. Okay. I was thinking, like, oh, the podcast is one right. of my main forms of expression, for sure. Yeah. She said, there are such things as subdued Leos. And she even said, I can already tell this about you, kind of assenting to the fact that she was reading this a bit from me, just as mm-hmm. a person. You know, that you're very much a I'm here to shine person. That was her phrase. Now, as you're saying this, you're waving your hands next to your head for emphasis. Yeah, kind of like Al Jolson, almost, almost jazz hands. Yeah, jazz hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just wanted our listeners Because I'm to here know. to shine. <laughs> right. Let you picture that. Let's see. And she said, cancer was rising in the east when I was born on the ascendant. And when I took my first breath, Venus was there. And so she said that that's likability. And she said that I'm a special. Wait, Venus was there? What like, does she mean yeah, there? Yeah, like, well, right there. So, like, mind. Venus was passing by, or the sun was passing by Venus? Yeah, and it was heavily influencing me. And she said right. that's likability. And she said that women adore me. Oh, she did say that. She said that a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was emphasizing yeah. that women adore you. Right. And who am I to argue with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they well do. and you've mentioned a few times that, like, you were surrounded by women as a child. Right. I was raised in a house full of women and I feel I relate well to women. So, okay. Yeah. Probably, and she said, you know, not necessarily romantic, but you know, women relate to you well. Then she said that I will always have female support. And I like to think some of my best friends are women. Oh, wow. That's very progressive of you. <laughs> and then she also pointed to the moon sign. Apparently the moon sign is all about things that are secret or that are under the surface, mm-hmm. emotional, maybe related to dreams. And so she was saying that I have Pisces next to my moon at the time. And so that means that secretly I am a bleeding heart. Secretly. Yeah, right? That, and I said, so like only... <laughs> that's, that's quite a contradiction in terms, I, isn't it? I know, Secretly right? a bleeding heart. Well, she heart. said that like, no, that, that is like your underlying personality. So right. like the, the showy person is what everybody gets to see. But the real you deep down uh-huh. is, you know, this caring, bleeding heart. And that you want to help children, needy children, she all said. All right. Okay, yeah, I'm all for needy children. <laughs> you said it with a shrug. All right. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Not against them. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> Small people. And again, who's going to disagree with that? Like now, now and in fact... I hate kids. Pretty selfish right let's see so what else did she say uh, she said some interesting things about your wife she did so i asked your about lovely, my wife. lovely wife cara my wife who is a virgo mm-hmm. and i know I that now you're gonna say something else about her whoa <laughs> <laughs> but you have a son Go on. <laughs> uh, that would be terrible after 12 years so she was saying <laughs> that that yes my wife is very similar to me and she was saying like oh okay well i see you guys aligning in the fourth house which is familiarity so that means that you guys are very much like brother and sister oh yeah she kept saying that and then giving you this meaningful look like how's it going right (laughs) yeah and she's saying so what you need to worry about is it getting boring she's familiar and a lot like you and like a sister but you know you need someone to compliment you You and then she would sort of look to you for cues like is is what i'm saying sticking and then she sort of saw it wasn't and was like but Big but news. if it's not like that, then great. But you're going to have to work at keeping it that right, way. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, nice safe. Yeah. Which is a way of kind of having it all. Right. Solid misses on the misses. <laughs> uh, as seems <laughs> to happen with us, <laughs> Uh, which seems to happen with all our readers because she is now the third reader to have insisted that my wife is going to be pregnant within right. the next year. So, you know, we'll wait for it, but we have no plans. Uh, I don't know. Three. I Yeah. If, I think she's going to get knocked if up. Gets, if Kari gets knocked up in the next year, you know, that oh, will vindicate them. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So she was saying that somewhere around the October time frame, she saw either a big advance in my wife's career. And of course, mm-hmm. my wife does not work at the moment, but okay. Well, she works in the home. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, we've been hoping she'll find a job 
or she's going to get pregnant. So we'll see. Right. We'll see about that. Uh, what else did she say? I have my money on knocked up. Okay. All right. Let's see how that goes down. <laughs> she was also talking about the balance of earth, wind, water, and fire. And right. so that was a part of the chart as well. And so she was saying, oh, my goodness. Okay, you've got a lot of water, which is feeling. So you're very emotional. And, in fact, she said, like, all my signs were below. Like, on the bottom half of the chart, she said, I'm just very emotional. Which is not something I think people would say of you. No. Yeah. I yeah. mean, not that you're, like, a robot. Right. right. I have an emotional component. But, yeah, as but so does everybody. it's certainly, yeah, it's not yeah. a trait I would pick for you. But then I, I think it was even a more solid myth. She was saying, okay, so I sense a lot of that water. There's some fire. You're a very entertaining person, fun to be with. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> she said, I see the air. You're a smart guy. Okay. Uh, but then she said... I, I think she was just hitting on you at this point. Maybe. She's like, women love you. You're so smart. Maybe. You're so good looking. <laughs> maybe. She's doing it right. Uh, <laughs> then she was saying that there's just no earth on my chart anywhere. No earth. And she said, what we're trying to achieve is a balance here. You want a bit of mm. everything. And I'm seeing no earth. And so you are a, a dreamer. Your head's in the clouds. You need to be more practical. Right. You need to get down to earth and uh, connect with nature. I was telling my wife about this and she just started cracking up. She's like, <laughs> Okay, that's just so far off. My boss, too, likes to say, no, that's totally not right. you. I think I am a fairly practical person. Right. And, uh, and, and down to earth. So I think that was a good solid miss. And she said of you and me that we're a good team because you're sort of big picture and I'm very details, which is not true. We're both so big picture and we're both constantly missing the details, I think. Mm, Interesting. Though I I see you more as a details, uh, like if any of us is a details person, it's you. Okay, well, good. But I think if we didn't have our... I thought she was right on when she was talking about that part. Oh, gosh. I always say I'm so bad at details, but... Really? But maybe I'm better than you. Well, it's hilarious because she was saying, you know, like... Well, Carrie, you tend to, like, focus on very specific things, and, like, someone will say something, you'll question them about it immediately. Uh-huh. And uh, so I started laughing at that point, because, I, like, I thought that was a right-on reading. Right, sure. She's like, but you've got to worry about that being annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you might be over-analytical or something Right, like exactly. That. What I thought was fantastic was that she was... Oh, she said that we have a nice emotional rapport. Yes, that's right. She, she said, word for word, you two have a nice <laughs> emotional rapport. Which and, was uh, so great. Because someone had just told you at the amazing meeting about how great our rapport is, and it's yeah. funny because I already associate the word rapport with, uh, with us. our friendship, right? Because <laughs> we're, we're the only people everybody, with rapport. <laughs> that's the only time I ever hear the word rapport is uh, when right. someone pulls it out to like talk about our uh, on-air chemistry. Uh-huh. And so she said that, and you know, I thought, oh, nice. you know, I was clapping in my head, like mm-hmm. definite hit, well done there. Nice. So yeah, she but was, of course that didn't take much. She was sitting in a room with both of us. Right. Right. She had an explanation that, oh, it's because Mercury is in the same house for you as it is with me. And looking at these charts, definitely we have a healthy opposition here. Yeah. Although there's one house that neither of us has anything in, this one right here, Ross. What would that be like? The three o'clock hour. Okay. So the seventh house is what you want reflected back on you. So like what you're looking for in a relationship. Ah, neither of us cares about that. We've just got nothing to say about it, apparently. Whatever. Indeed. But yeah, she was predicting very cheery things for me. And I've had this before, like with our readers, like just, Uh oh, great things. You know, oh, I sent so much good stuff coming up. It's Mm -hmm. like, does everybody get this kind of good reading or is it just me? And said, oh, you're lucky. I I wonder, too, I mean, just to be a bit skeptical on the other side, Mm -hmm. the other explanation could be this guy walks in who's confident, doesn't seem like he really needs anything out of me. Right. So the way to kind of assure him I'm on the level would be to be like, and everything's great with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and she had an interesting style where she would just kind of launch in and start giving some information and then she'd stop and kind of wait for your reaction. Uh Uh-huh. And then she would say, now, do you have any questions at this point? And oh, she right. did that quite a few times throughout mm-hmm. our readings, you know, to kind of let us steer. And, yeah, I was usually stumped whenever she'd ask me that. I don't know. You're doing your thing. You yeah. know, kind of like just you know, tell me whatever you're going to tell me. Right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe she could perceive from that that, uh, you know, things are going okay. I don't have any major concerns. Right. But, okay. yeah, she was she was predicting great things for our creative collaboration. And yes, you did mention was. that we have a podcast. Did I? Yes, I you did. You now. actually oh, said okay. that. Uh, but, yeah, she said it's going to be fantastic. You're going to bring in lots of money. She said I'm going to make you famous. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She did say that. So Thank there we you. go. All right, we're destined for success. You're Thanks welcome. For that. You're welcome. I'm not going to make you famous, though. No. I'm going to leave you in the dirt. Well, you know. Though at, at one point, she did ask me if I had more questions. I said, well, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a, an acceptable question, but I mean, how do the planets have this influence on us? Mm-hmm. 
you know, because I'm thinking about, you know, the very weak gravitational force and how they have mm-hmm. a completely negligible influence on us. And so she stopped me and said, are you asking me how astrology works? Is oh, it, that's right. Yeah, basically. And, and it was like in the last like three minutes of your reading. I right. And, she's but, like, then, ah. but then she really launched on like she took extra time. We kept saying like, oh, you, you know, you don't yeah, have to keep do you reading. Need to go? Yeah, I said at one point like, oh, you know, it's it's 812 or whatever it was. And she said, I'll let you go in a minute. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so she was getting I'm into it. At- it seemed like she almost liked the opportunity to talk about how astrology works. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the Earth and measurements of 30 degrees mm. around the Earth mm-hmm. and how by birth and by transit that is affecting you based on where you are on Earth, how it tilts at the sun, and the angles. That's what the squiggle stuff in the middle uh-huh. is, the squiggle stuff. Yeah. How those angles, but most importantly, the season that they're in. Tropical astrology means season. Yeah. The sun in May is very different than the sun in August. This is the strongest. It's the sun at the strongest time of the year. Mm. It is no stronger than Leo. Okay. Venus, for instance, in the springtime is very different than Venus in the dead of winter. Mm -hmm. And again, to go back to the original astrologers, Plato was the greatest weather predictor just based on what the moon was doing. They tracked what seasons the planets we're in, and how it affected everything that lives and grows, including us. What the, it is it is a science, believe it or not. That's great. That was a lot more uh, explanation than I would have ever guessed at. <laughs> right. Well, you'd be surprised how many astrologers don't know that. Yeah. They think it's all woo-woo, symbolic, up in the sky, and I just made it up. And so you'd say... It's got nothing to do with real astrology. Uh, what, what's the opposite of being blinded by science? <laughs> blinded by symbols. I don't know. Uh, I like, already, I was just... I felt so in over my depth. I, I mean, it helped a lot later to listen to the tape. Because if you had asked me afterwards what had happened, I would have remembered so little. Because right. I was like, I was just swimming in all these symbols and these like degree angles. And it, it feels very... A scientistic, I've heard the word, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's all this mentioning of angles and ecliptics and, and overlaps. And, and so it sounds like it's a real study. And I think it is, you know, there's this real body of knowledge. And right. I was just so unaware of it. OK, so once that was over, yes, um, we each did something on our own. Right. And you. It all started with a Kabbalah Center. It did. That's how we started this. So you went to the Kabbalah Center of Los Angeles. Right. Without me. Without you. With someone else. With some other woman. With another woman, indeed. (laughs) Ever since we went to the Kabbalah Center, and even before, I've been on their mailing list. And so I get these constant emails from them. They'll tell me, oh, new astrological sign is coming up. You know, it's Leo. This is your chance to deal with this period of pressure and intensity. So they'd invited me to this love connection event where they said on the 15th day of the hebrew month of av the astrological sign of leo the energy of soulmates and love permeates the cosmos making a connection to this day helps us to attract our true soulmate or strengthen our existing relationship all forms of love for soulmates friends parents children siblings and everyone else are fortified on this powerful day for those who haven't been with us for episode one or who haven't heard of kabbalah before kabbalah is this ancient jewish mysticism practice yes and they particularly have interest in astrology and numerology so yes that's why they would be talking heavy, about this heavy influence on both of those right and they're the ones of the red strings mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis on the law of attraction and so yeah this particular day was supposed to be focused on love and focusing on how both the sun and the moon are equal and light and shine together. Mm, so yeah, my wife beautiful. and I get in the car after work and we're heading out there. Your wife, Kara, gets Cara. in the car. <laughs> you, you criticize me for bad puns. And so right as we're leaving, Kara is reading this and she says, wait, we're supposed to wear something red. Oh, crap. And oh, like, yeah, it does. It says at the bottom, cost $32, interactive talk, appetizers, drinks. Oh, you didn't believe them about the drinks, did you? I believed them this time. Mm, we'll see. There were drinks. And DJ. <laughs> Wear something red. Right. Uh, we got there late, but they hadn't started yet. They were still just socializing. You know, we sit down after we've had our d'oeuvres and everything, and uh, the place was packed. You know, $32 ahead. I was impressed. Remember mm. that room we were in before? Yeah. Same room. And, room. and it was just chairs laid out. 100 plus people. I counted uh, at least like 150 people. I'd okay. Say. So uh, Yehuda Berg came up. You know, and who is she? Yeah, he, he. The Rav Yehuda Berg. He's the son of the founder of the Kabbalah Center. Okay. And so he started out with this really golden astrological information. He's saying, The moon all year long is reflecting the sun's light. 
But on, right. on this, I'm with you so far. On this one day, this first full moon of Leo, the moon generates its own energy. Okay, back up. Okay. All right, we're backing up. Yes. <laughs> so my understanding uh, is that the light from the sun is reflected off the moon, and we see that here on Earth. Your understanding and mine are the same. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. that happens every single night. Right, which he, he would agree with. Okay. But this one night was very special. Because the moon... Has energy of its own. What does that mean? Oh, I wish he would have explained that. That would have been okay. really nice. No, instead he launched into a sermon, this long you know, metaphor about how this is our opportunity to now give back ourselves, that we absorb so much in our own no. lives. Yes, and now it is our chance to, to give in our relationships. Okay. And, on this one day. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there is more astrology in this announcement for the event oh, no! than there was in the actual talk. I felt really cheated. Oh, no. Really cheated. Why are we even talking about this? I, it was, and he was, he's a terrible public speaker. <laughs> <laughs> even my wife told me, like, like, she agreed. But, like, he'd start a sentence, he'd be like, I don't like how he started that sentence. So he'd just be sitting there and he'd like change it up a few times. And it was just, it was stilted and awful. All right, folks. So if you want to investigate astrology, don't go to the Kabbalah Center of Los Angeles. (sighs) So I picked up one of the books later, though. I read like one of the books about the universe. And I I took photos of some of the pages that had some pretty juicy astrology stuff. So I'll post that on the Facebook page. At least you got something out of it for (sighs) $64. I know. I felt really cheated. because They barely talked about it. And I wish I could have found him afterwards and gotten him to explain a little bit more. But there was so little actual astrology there. But wait, but Ross, but Ross. Yes. Were there hot drinks? <laughs> Not hot. I'm oh my God, what is wrong with these people? It doesn't say hot here. It just I don't drinks. care. I don't care. People know. People will back me up that when they called me before episode one, <laughs> yes, yes. they told me there would be hot drinks and there were not. I they know. said tea and coffee, Ross. Well, they were, and then they pulled them back at the last mm, minute. Like, oh, we don't have any water. Oh, hurry up, please. We need to move into the auditorium. They're the worst. They're the worst people. They're the actual worst human beings. They gave me Martinelli sparkling cider, which I think makes up for I mean, that's good. That's good. But if you're, But they could have given you hot cider. You know, I'd actually prefer the Martinez, but I do like oh hot cider, too. Oh, my God. Just go fuck yourself, Ross. <laughs> no time for that. We've got a podcast to record. <laughs> so, anyways, it was all a sham. This has been your third trip to the Kabbalah <laughs> Yeah, Center. right? Yeah. yeah, and so they, they brought back all the same themes as before. A lot of repetition and a lot of generalities. It was like a big Hallmark But card. thank God you were wearing red. Thank God. All right, well. Yeah, let's hear about your experience. Before we move on from your very big letdown of an experience, we have some donors to thank. Donors! So this month we decided to include all of our donors in our shout-outs, no matter what size donation they gave, because we had the joy of meeting some of them this month at the amazing meeting! Meeting! Oh, that was fantastic. It's this conference put on by the James Randi Educational Foundation that's for people who are interested in really examining lofty claims, and Mm -hmm. that's exactly the kind of thing we do, Mm -hmm. so. We were happy to be there. Carrie gave Um, a fantastic talk there. Oh, stop. So we got to meet a bunch of our donors, and we wanted to thank all of you, and especially because even small donations, even $10 donations, keep the show from dying of Anne Pecunia. Our first donor is Permanent Wave. Permanent Wave, yes. (laughs) So this is a guy named Dave who we love who um, donated a long time ago and we gave him a limerick about how he has a permanent wave. And then it turns out he's... he's, Referring to his hair. Right. And it turns out he's bald as the day is long. He sent us this picture of it. Of just his head. (laughs) The top of his head. So now that's his nickname. Yeah. So we met him. He approached us in person and very generously donated to us. Yes. Very sweet man. And we asked if we could call him permanent wave. So oh. great to see you, Permanent Wave. Boop. And our next donation was from Joanna Rodkowska. She's from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> from Link Linkoping. We should have asked our friend Anita. Oh, yeah. To say that. She would have anyway, been able to pronounce it. She's from Sweden. Joanna. Thank you. Thank- I said that so dismissively. She's from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Sweden. That is we have something fans be, in Sweden. That's awesome. That's something to be proud of. I'm sure they won some Olympic medals. Probably. And David Bell from Ellen Grove, Australia. Woo! Woo! Australia. <laughs> And David Bell. David Bell. (laughs) (laughs) And also Alan Champion from Bridge North, UK. Woo! All right. And, oh, I'm so glad I get to say her name, Miss Wendy Hughes from Studio City, California. I should get to say her name because I used her last name as my fake (gasps) mother's maiden name 
on the Raelians. For the Raelians. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, she's a friend of ours, and we love her. We and love hi, Wendy. Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Uh, also, Donald Boucher from Corvallis, Oregon. Woo, Donald! Woo, it sounds a lot like Blotcher. It does. Good Maybe you guys name. are related. Good last name. Uh, William Hartwell from Las Vegas, Nevada. Woo! We were just there. William. And also Simbaron from Ontario, California. Woo! Woo! And of course, Hal Perlman from Carbondale, Illinois. Of course. Woo! Thank- hi, Hal! Thank you, Hal. Uh, also, Martin Dempsey from Ketterham, Surrey, UK. Who we have given a shout out to before. He's a repeat donor, so thank you again, Martin. Thank you, Martin. And Dr. Stephen Vargo from Las Vegas, Nevada, who we got to meet at the amazing meeting, who's yeah. a terrific guy. I remember talking to him. He was yeah. fantastic. And he's going to actually be helping us out on future episodes with our medical questions. Good. Yeah. So, wonderful very, guy. Very knowledgeable. And he asked me to include a note. <laughs> <clears throat> Clear that throat. <laughs> he said that he wanted everybody to know that he's always been looking for a way to be active in helping people understand these kinds of claims from a scientific standpoint. Yes. And he was very excited to find a way to do that by helping our show oh. and that he encourages people to do the same thing. Fantastic. So, Dr. Stephen Vargo. Woo. Uh, also, Adrienne Rorick from Mercer Island, Washington. Woo, Adrienne. Adrienne. Woo. And finally, James. Adrienne. Oh, sorry. <laughs> better than my silence of the lambs impression. <laughs> yeah, right. oh hey <laughs> <laughs> that's by the way also my jody foster in taxi driver impression oh, nice. oh hey i'm a prostitute and then my <laughs> jody foster in yeah, yeah. oh hey it's my dad who died <laughs> Okay, and finally, James Preston from San Jose, California. Thank you, James. I think I've said in many episodes that I come from Santa Cruz, which is nearby, but then we always edit it out. So, yay, hometown guy. Woo! Woo! Why do we always edit it out? I don't know, like, just for whatever reason. We're idiots. I know we are. God. Okay. Anyway, moving on, moving on. So, you apparently went and did something that was was useless, but (sighs) I went and did something Awesome. Well, you know what? I called another astrologer, and she was like $110 for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And I, you know, we were trying to like yeah, talk by text, and I didn't find out soon enough. So, so I could have gone to a very pro. <laughs> yeah. But you got to go to the fancy astrologer. I did. And thank goodness I did, because it turns out I got to see someone who is an astrologer to the stars. He's one of the big names in LA. Okay. I think I can say his name. He's a pretty public figure. Say, say the name. name so names. his name is Jade Luna. Is that his real name? I don't know, but that is his business name. He, it's uh, like a stone and the moon. Right. And which, he, which is a big stone. You get it. Continue. Um, so he is very popular with a lot of celebrities. If you go to his website, Courtney Cox, for example, has given him a review. Oh. Yeah. And he was actually recommended to me by some TV producers who are aware of him and how popular he is with the stars. Wow. So I was excited to go see him. I called and I said, I know you're probably booked months in advance. I'm just hoping maybe you have a cancellation in the next couple of days. And he said, I do. If you can come in at this exact time on Thursday. I can see you. So I took it and I went and he lives in a beautiful, beautiful home in the Hollywood Hills. And he... Oh, to his house. You went to his house. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he said he was going to record it and send the recording to me. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, pretty good. So he also did my star chart. Again, before the reading, he called and he asked for my birth date and my birth time. And again, I said July 13th, 1983, 3pm. And he told me that he did austerian astrology and again that all other astrology is bunk you should only <laughs> and then and then he said and no one else even does austerian astrology quite as well as i do so you really should just come to me very humble so, fellow yeah <laughs> no no planets in the little humble area <laughs> right and he was super friendly and super sincere. It was very hard for me to think of this guy taking me for a ride. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of personal charisma. And... Yeah. So as I sat down, he said, you said you thought you were born around 3 p.m. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you were born at 2.58. And I said, oh. and I said, oh. And he said, because you look so much like a lynx. And I said, pardon? And he said (laughs) that people, their physical look is actually influenced by the time you were born. Whoa. And that he said, you could have been born as late as 312, but I really doubt it. You really look like 258. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Okay, well, I just remember the general time. I'm not even sure of the exact minute. I just know it was around three. And he said, well. Let's see if you can find a birth certificate. Yeah, well, we'll get there, Ross. Okay. So he said, you know, sometimes 
people's birth certificates will even be wrong and some will think they were born at 4 p.m. their whole life and then I'll tell them, <laughs> no, no, it was 3.15. And then the mother will remember like, oh, actually they didn't get to fill out the certificate until much later and I think you were born at 3.15. Oh, interesting. Now, what that actually is describing, I'm not so sure. Yeah. But and um, memories are not so hot. Right. But he said, I look like a lynx and that I have a lot of cat energy. And I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, and this influences a lot of different things about me. We'll get into. Okay. Can, you, first... can you explain Austerian astrology? Like, what does that well, even mean? Well, it's the same sort of system with my houses and the various signs in them. Yes. But for him, my birth sign was Gemini. He said, my understanding of being a Cancer my whole life is wrong. And he mentioned how all the signs are off by a sign right. in Western astrology. And, and no wonder everyone's always been confused. Austrian astrology is the ancient system in India where everything has been consistent and has followed the science as the science has changed. So, you know, that's appealing to me as a science-minded sure. person. Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to tell you anything that I got intuitively. I don't work on intuition. Everything I tell you is going to be in your chart. Oh, wow. And then he said, for the first half hour, I'm just going to kind of be talking at you. I'm going to be telling you all this stuff. You'll hear new terms. The second half hour, you can ask me questions. Oh, okay. So he told me a whole bunch of stuff about my personality. I swear to God, Ross, though you can listen to the audio and tell me if I'm an idiot. Right. I swear to God, he told me that I was creative and should pursue communication before I spoke. Okay. And I was told not to speak, so... Okay. But I must say, if you Google my name, you will find out that I am an actor and that my title is Director of Communications. Mm, so it might be a little so bit of hot reading. There could be, yeah, what, what we would call hot reading, which research. is doing research. Yeah, exactly. He had never seen my name written. He had only heard it on my voicemail. Okay. And my name's a little... It could be spelled a lot of different ways, so eh, who knows. So he told me I was born in this particular moon quadrant called something. Mm -hmm. Is this helpful to you? No, not at all. Okay, so within your sun sign, you mm -hmm. have a whole bunch of different types. Uh -huh. And my type uh -huh. was Artemis. What? Artemis. Okay. And she was the goddess who protected women and animals. So he was like, hey. you, you look out for women and animals. Whoa. That's a pretty good hit. That is a very That's good hit. That's a pretty good hit. Absolutely. For listeners who don't know, I worked in animal protection for many years. I still do that work. Something he could have gotten on a you know, yep. bit of research. but Sure. But, but, but um, I looked it up on his website, and, and it's consistent with the day and time that I was born. I really was born under Artemis, according to his go. website, unless he went and updated it after my reading. Okay. So that's a solid <laughs> hit. Yeah. And he said that I'm funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that I is should... correct, Carrie. You oh. are funny. Oh, stop. And that I should write. And I mentioned that I also do acting work. And he said, oh, well, that sounds fun. But you, <laughs> but you should write. If you want to act in the stuff you wrote, that's fine. He knows Courtney Cox. But you so. should write. Oh. Yes, well, yes, she's wonderful. He told me that I have just entered into this new cycle in my life that started on August 1st, and I was seeing him on August 2nd, so he was very Whoa. excited. Okay. Um, and Congratulations. He said, Thank you. It's going to be a three-year cycle where everything's just going to be great. And he said, the last three years have been very tough for me, but these next three years, just everything's going to be smooth sailing. And I'm going to shoot up in my career, and I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous. Um, hey. Everything is going to go pretty much smashingly, and I'm going to get a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of new friends. And I'm going to be so fucking happy. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. So you didn't, well, like, strangle I, him and say, take it back, wait. take it back. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I can't wait. That's but fantastic. he did say that people in my sign and type have trouble with romantic relationships. Mm, interesting. And that, um, why are you giving me that look, Ross? <laughs> why are you responding to that look, Carrie? Because <laughs> you're giving it to me. <laughs> and that, that they have trouble with romantic relationships because they give themselves too much and that I have to look out for myself more. Mm. And when I look out for myself, then the universe will give me what I want in love. Okay. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, work with the universe, Gary. Work with it. Okay. I'll try. So that was good. Oh, you know what? He said in 2014, I will meet the person that I'm going to spend my life with. Oh. Or have my longest relationship with. Okay. So that's outside the uh, prediction of our first that's right. astrologer. So uh -oh. we'll see who's right. Astrologers, fight. <laughs> and he said that in a past life, I was a woman living in London with a bad marriage to an abusive man. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and then I had children, and then I had to divorce him. But then I wrote a very good book. And I said, am I Virginia Woolf? <laughs> and he said, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe but, you were. That fits the bill. Huh? But, well, then I was like, <laughs> doesn't know who Virginia Woolf is. <laughs> and then I went home and looked Why is he afraid of her? <laughs> God. So then I went home and looked up Virginia Woolf and was like, oh, she didn't get divorced. Oh, oops. So it turns out I'm the idiot. Okay. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, that's funny. I forgot uh, our earlier astrologer had also talked to me about my past lives. In my past lives, I was always someone who went along with what other people told me, but now uh, I'm more right. assertive. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. Finally got around to it this lifetime. He also said that I was brought into this world to lead the way, that I have strong opinions, and that I want to change things. Yes. That's true. Yes, all of that. Now, whether he could just see that in me or saw it in the chart. But Carrie, you forget, he got nothing from reading you. It's all in the chart. All right, it's in the chart. So these were all like really good hits. Yeah, absolutely. So there could be a lot of explanations for them. But but yeah, really good. The one thing that he said that I remember being like, and that doesn't mean anything to me, is that he said, I have a money blockage that's linked to my parents. Like, they had instilled some habit in me that's not working out or something like that. And I was like, ah, not really, because I'm quite a saver. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, my parents neither instilled that nor didn't. I just sort of have my own financial thing going on. Yeah, okay. So I, uh, yeah, I was like, I can't think of anything. And then he said, yeah, you know, I felt like this would be something you wouldn't be able to identify right away. But when you go home and you think about it, oh, you know, okay. you'll that, find that old trick. All right. Yeah. And then he specifically said, I'm going to be very rich if I keep communications and science stuff as a day job. Okay. But as a day job, because I should be writing. So should we not talk about science on this podcast? Oh, crap. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we should just record it during the we, day. We don't want to mess up your uh, your future <laughs> prospects. So anyway, that was a great experience. Yeah. I loved this guy, too. He's very personable. He's very nice. I didn't feel swindled in any sense. I don't. Who knows if he was for real? And it was one hundred fifty dollars. It was one hundred and fifty dollars for, for an, an hour, hour. Okay. hanging out with this dude, and I still felt kind of like it was worth it. Okay, wow, yeah. So but I like say that out. having not really had to pay for it because of our generous donors. Yeah. So. And how much was our first astrologer? That was thirty dollars for half an hour. Times two for the two of us. Yes. And I felt that we we got a good deal out of her too. I felt she was very insightful and very mm-hmm. interesting, and I learned a lot about astrology mm-hmm. from talking to her. Yeah. And being able to review the tape, so. Yeah, pretty generous. I feel like we may have kind of inadvertently hit the jackpot with both of our readers that they were not your average astrologers. Yeah, I mean, both of them seem to have very strong opinions of their own ability as compared with other astrologers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the question would be, would we get that same experience with others? But yeah, I felt like these weren't cheap storefront astrologers. Yeah. Whatever the explanation was, they were both very insightful and good at what they do. Yeah, they seem to have a wide body of knowledge and be very conversant mm-hmm. on their specialty. So, Ross. So, Ross. Yes, yes, yes. What would you rate astrology on a pseudoscience rating where 10 is, I mean, something really pseudoscientific. I mean, not grounded in science at all. Okay. Like, like you're, you're made of goat sperm. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't even what? believe I said that. I can't believe I said what? that. And then one is something completely scientific, like like the theory of evolution. Which is completely supported by evidence. Right. Mountains of exactly. evidence. Okay, that would be one. On that scale, I'm going to give astrology, I'm going to say 9.5. Oh my gosh, right up there, isn't it? Yeah, it okay. sure is. How come? Well, I'm trying to think of why I didn't give it a 10. And I'm just going to say because... It inspires a bit of interest in astronomy and, you know, like learning constellations. And it requires some knowledge about science and the actual position Mm -hmm. uh, orientation within the universe uh, as far as any actual physical effect that other planetary bodies can have on us mm-hmm. not seeing it and and even with the long explanation we received from our first astrologer and the insistence that it was scientific i i see it as only being complicated having a lot of lore and symbology attached to it but not necessarily based in any kind of real science uh, tell me what, what what are you gonna rate it well ross if I just went through that experience and just, I didn't know anything about the Forer effect or cold reading or Barnum statements or any of those things, mm-hmm. I would say, my God, this was impressive and yeah. accurate. 
Yeah. It's it's a claim to me that seems very digestible, this idea that the planets would have an effect on who I am and, mm-hmm. and where the stars were aligned when I was born might have an effect on me just like where I was born, whether it was near the ocean, might have some effect on my personality. And, and also so. there's even like good explanations like in Freakonomics where they talk about being born in a certain mm-hmm. time of year can mean that you don't make the cut for a right. sports team or something. And so right. you end up, you know, not getting in until you're too old and you don't mm-hmm. do as well as the other kids. You and know, all, can all that stuff can totally yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If I had just had that experience and I didn't have any prior knowledge, I think I'd give this like a five. I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. But here, let's throw a little wrench in the works. Okay. Called my mom this morning. Yes. I was born at 4.15. Oh, snap. (laughs) Way to do the research. So it turns out all this stuff that was so dead on about me may have been completely not me. Right. We have numerous problems that kind of crop up here. Just these questions that one has to ask, you know, with this claim being made. Like, you know, what about identical twins? You have identical Mm -hmm. twins who have non-identical personalities born within minutes of each other. But so now that I know that, that I was born at 415, Mm -hmm. I think I'd give this an 8.7. Oh, wow. Okay. Shock. I still wouldn't give it a 10 because there are just some things that are like, you don't even make a reference to science. You're just saying words. And I feel like this makes an attempt. Okay. Yeah. Now, can you explain a bit about the Forer effect and the Barnum statement? Oh, yeah. Statements? So a Barnum statement is something that a cold reader would use. So someone who's pretending to have a psychic ability mm-hmm. or to um, do astrology. <clears throat> They're statements that are true for everyone, but they yeah. feel very personal to you. Right. Some famous ones are things like, when you were a child, you had an accident involving water. Mm-hmm. And or, we, most of us have had those, even though... I absolutely have, yeah. We usually don't discuss right. them. I sense a, a scar on your knee. A scar on your knee yeah. or a scar on your arm. One of my favorites when I'm doing a cold reading is to say, you have a box of photos that mm. you haven't organized. Mm-hmm. I want you to look through those, and there's someone you need to contact in there. You right. Know, which sounds very specific. Yeah, it could feels apply to anyone. really specific. The four effect is, is the same sort of thing. It's the willingness of the listener to attach those things to your own personality. Right. And, and yeah, various other uh, techniques in the, in the way you phrase things to uh, kind of leave them open-ended so they could be interpreted either way. Mm-hmm. You know, so you say one thing and if somebody kind of gives you a slightly negative response, say, oh, good, that's because, right. you know, you've done something to controvert that or change that. And there can be clever ways to phrase your question to make that especially effective. Like, say, your dad's not a dentist, is he? <laughs> right, exactly. right. And then you say no and they say, oh, yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Or you say yes and it feels like a hit already. Yeah, exactly. So you, you kind of win either way. And a big problem I see is that pretty much the the majority of information we receive were things that we already knew. Mm -hmm. And so it was just having you confirm things that you know about yourself and, you know, very flattering things. Of course, everybody wants to hear you get to talk about yourself. That's great. But you're affirming a lot of what they say and helping them guide and steer that. And so it's great you're talking about yourself, but there's very little information that's actually like predictive or that can't be immediately verified like that time. And then when you go to check it out, it's either unverifiable or incorrect or mm-hmm. maybe only right by chance. Just to play devil's advocate. If, Do it. If I were to test someone to see if they were psychic, one of the things I'd want to see is whether they know things about me. You know, so so it's kind of legitimate to say, well, here's all this stuff about you. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate? Okay, it does. Well, here's what I have to say about the future. Mm, so yeah. I can kind of see yeah. why, you know, Absolutely. that's kind of gaining your ground. And and I got to say, our reader I felt was very good. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that other reader you had was also really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have a skill. This yeah. is a talent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that they've exercised and studied. Yeah, and, whether that talent is some sort of insider cold reading or if that talent is reading your star chart. And they have this elaborate vocabulary. I mean, we didn't even get into a lot of these other phrases. And I don't think they were used too much with us. But, you know about quintiles and conjunctions and trines, quincunxes. <laughs> There's just all these things that like... The last one sounds sexual. It does, right? It just <laughs> throws you for a loop, you know, because I don't know what to make of all these terms that are being thrown out. And so I was thinking it's like being blinded by science, but mm-hmm. not. Right. So, <laughs> well put. So, <laughs> But not. So for all those reasons, I think that's why I still feel justified saying a 9.5. Yeah, that's fair. Well then, Carrie, how would you rate this on a pocket drainer value? Where 10 would be something incredibly draining. Mm. Like someone putting a vacuum cleaner into your pocket (laughs) and uh, removing all the contents (laughs) swiftly and with great alacrity. Or one where, you know, that is completely non-draining. Like, uh, you know, like someone handing you a couple bucks and saying, you know what? 
I just wanted you to have this. <laughs> Happens a lot. Uh, whoo, boy. They run the gamut, don't they? They do, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I can even say this is one of those classic examples of something that... I think you can get an astrology reading for 10 bucks. Yeah. And you can get an astrology reading for... Reading thousand for bucks. A thousand bucks, indeed. Yeah. So, I mean... Your guy was pretty top of the line, 150 Yeah. The, the woman I talked to, she was charging $110 for a half, half an hour. hour. Yeah. That's pretty steep. So that's 220 for an hour, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. Not <laughs> um, just a pretty face. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's both a, a 1 and a 10. I mean, okay. My worry with these things is always that it can be really addictive. With repeat visits, mm -hmm. you'd start racking up a bill. Right. And he, the second guy that I went to, although he was very friendly and he didn't pressure me to come back in any way, he would say like, oh, you know, my neighbor, I see him every week and I help him with X and Y and Z. So there is a little bit of like that sort of tempting you to keep coming back to him for life help. Mm -hmm. And that would be a pretty expensive enterprise. So I'm going to give it a five right there in the middle. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that because I think this falls into that category we've had with a few of our other topics like the tarot readers or even mm -hmm. hypnotherapy where you're getting a form of therapy out uh -huh. of this. You're getting yeah. to talk to someone, really nice person. So there's a value to it. And I can see how it would be really personally affirming mm -hmm. and enjoyable. It was a fun experience. You right. know, and I can totally see people like just getting into it and being like, oh, I want you to read my wife now. And can I listen in? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just hearing all these great things. But it, it doesn't speak to the actual efficacy of astrology itself. So I well, it could. It could. Yeah, but mm -hmm. not necessarily. Right. And so I'll say 5.5. I'll go ever okay. so slightly higher. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So how about creepiness rating where 10 is something really, really, really creepy? Um, uh oh, I'm always worried about your <laughs> your creepy scenarios. Okay, like you're baking a cake, uh, right? That's fine. You open the oven to put the cake in, also and fine. Sylvia Plath's head is in there. Oh my god, <laughs> that's incredibly creepy. Right? That's what I'm saying. Okay, right, and one is ten. something not at all creepy. It's gonna haunt my dreams with these creepy scales. <laughs> And then one something not at all creepy, okay? Like, you walk into your kitchen, uh -huh. and there's a huge life-size poster of my head. <laughs> oh, that's creepy, Gary. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, one something not at all creepy. Like, you're driving in your car, you look up, and instead of dice, there are little hangy things of my head. <laughs> also creepy. Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, one is something not at all creepy. Like, you go to Ralph's to buy bananas, mm -hmm. and you buy bananas. Okay, that's funny because astrology has the aura to it, but I think most modern astrologers present a very modern presentation. They dress mm -hmm. normally. They're not wearing any gypsy clothes. There's none of anything. this music. You know, I've never like heard it. that until just now. Oh, well, so, like no. New Age bookstores. Right, that right. like weird music that creeps me out. Yeah, I don't think they're playing that vibe anymore. <laughs> right. So I think the creepiness factor is nil. I'm going to say one. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you giving it any creepy value? Yeah, I would. I would, because, but mostly because of the ambiance of where it often is. Like, I wasn't creeped out at all at Jade Luna's house, which is just this pretty house in the Hollywood Hills. But the psychic eye, places like that, creep me out a little bit. That, oh, okay. Like, that kind of new agey atmosphere with that weird music playing. Oh, sure. I always feel like it's kind of intentionally creepy, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm supposed to feel a little bit like, what's going on here? You've stepped into another ethereal plane. Right. So okay. I'm going to give it like a four. Oh, all right. Fair enough. A little creepy. Well, what what about danger, though? What would you give this on a danger rating where, where 10 is something incredibly dangerous, like someone breaking in with an axe and swinging it wildly? And and one is something very not dangerous, like drinking a hot drink. Oh, That's not too hot. Well. Not like Sue McDonald's hot. It's just right. like, yeah, it's, it's pleasantly hot. Okay. Now, if I had Tim Farley of What's the Harm .net next if to me. If only we all had Tim Farley next I know. to us. He collects stories of unlikely claims actually hurting people. Right. And I'm sure that there have been tons of cases of fake astrologers using those techniques to manipulate people out of their money would be my suspicion. But the practice as we encountered it, mm -hmm. I would put the danger rating very low. I think the only... Dangers would be, A, if you kind of gave up your autonomy to this person and said, mm. tell me exactly what to do, or money. Uh, both of the readers we went to, I felt like they weren't trying to push me in any particular direction. They just kind of wanted me to leave happy. So based on our experience, I give it like a 2.8. 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say three. Yeah, based on our personal experience, very little danger. Well, Ross, Ross. Yep, yep. What was your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment was when we were with our, our first astrologer and she mentioned that... You actually have a lot of water in your chart, too. So you two have a nice emotional rapport. See, Mercury's communication and Venus is soft, feminine. So when two people have that together... We just talk to each other nicely. It's pretty good. Good solid hit and a fun little moment. I guess my favorite moment was calling my mom and being like, hey, I was born at three, right? Yeah. And she very definitively was like, no, you were born at 4.15. Nice. Yeah. My That's whole world moment. came crashing down. <laughs> but uh, you seem to be doing okay. Oh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I have the will to live, but other than that, I'm fine. But Ross. Yes. What if I'm listening to this show? I'm laughing along in my car. Ha, 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 ha. This is an entertaining show. <laughs> is this how our listeners I, laugh? Yep. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy it very well. Oh, those charming young people. Um, eh, how could I support them? They could support us like our other generous donors at ohnopodcast.com slash donate. Ah. And it would help us do more interesting things and uh, report back on them. Well, that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer. And our theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. Go to MrDeity.com to learn more about that bumbling deity. And remember, you can find us on the web at onopodcast.com or, or facebook.com slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. And be sure to check out our pictures by liking us. But before we go, remember that astrology is just like astronomy. But without all that pesky science. Mm-hmm.